Hello, I'm Mike Baselli, and this is episode 24 of Passionate Pioneers. In this episode, I spent time with a seasoned technology executive and entrepreneur who is building a fast-growing and impactful platform for patients and care providers. But most importantly, I shared the podcast studio with someone I deeply admire, respect, and consider a close friend, and I'm excited for you to be a part of our conversation. Mehmet Kazgan is a CEO of Klexa, a platform that enables physicians and hospitals to fully leverage patient-reported data to improve clinical care and outcomes while maximizing reimbursement. Klexa's applications are easily customized to address specific requirements of chronic care management and reimbursement, while also removing financial and IT integration barriers. During our time together, Mehmet shared how Klexa came to be and how he went about building a company from scratch after identifying a need in the marketplace and turning his platform into an industry-recognized innovation. Before we dove into his pioneering work, Mehmet also shared with us what it was like being a fighter pilot. Yes, a fighter pilot. Before we hear from Mehmet and his incredible life journey, I want to thank him and the entire Klexa team for their sincere dedication and relentless pursuit to improve the healthcare industry. After you hear from Ahmet, it is my hope you will reach out to him and the team and support them on their mission to reinvent the way the healthcare industry manages medical conditions. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Mamet, welcome to the podcast. Being recorded at Halo Creative Labs, located inside of Angel MD's headquarters, right here at Catalyst, our healthcare innovation campus in downtown Denver, and the worldwide headquarters of Cleexa. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me here. We're so glad to have you here this morning, and we're going to have a great time together. I know this podcast is going to be dynamite today because whenever I spend time with you, I learn so much and leave very inspired. We're going to dive deep into your fast-growing company, Klexa, and the innovative approaches and vision you and your team have to improve patient outcomes while preventing physician burnout. This is going to be a timely and very important conversation, Mamet. But before we dive into all the fun, a bit of housekeeping. For our audience, while listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to visit the episode notes to share feedback and ideas with our guests via our guest feedback form link and to nominate other passionate pioneers for a future episode via our guest nomination form link. And lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on iTunes or Spotify or click the link at the bottom of the episode notes. Well, Mamet. We typically select randomly a question of three to learn from you to break the ice a bit, but we're not going to do that today. We're going to flip the script a bit because I'm going to set the stage and then ask you a very pointed question because I can't wait for our audience to hear from you directly about what I'm going to ask. So to set the stage, you're originally from Turkey, and I know that you served in the government while there, but more importantly, you were a fighter pilot. That's right. Let me say, over. you were a fighter pilot. What is that like? So I think 
I should start with my three, four-year-old story that I would actually build paper airplanes and try to jump from a second floor. <laughs> that was the start of it. And being in the clouds over everything, it's just kind of a meditation for me. And then with a speed that you cannot even imagine, that's great. That inspires you. It's kind of like a meditation. You're over everything. So are you usually in there by yourself? Is there somebody else in the cockpit with you? Yeah, well, actually you have like another one with you. So you have a co-pilot with you that you start the training with. I was in the backseat for a while, as you can imagine. Then you cannot take it out. I'm like, I want to be on the front seat. And then that's how you start. Then you just basically start flying by yourself. So does it, you know, when you when you see a fighter plane on TV or otherwise, it looks very tight in there. Is it very confined? Are you boxed in that thing? It feels that way. But when you get in the air, you're just basically just floating in the air. You don't even feel anything because of the speed, the pressure. I, I think that makes a big difference to be up there rather than looking from outside. When you fit in, it feels that way. But when you start flying, it's a whole different world. Have you flown upside down? Several times. <laughs> oh my gosh, That's how is toy. that? It's amazing. <laughs> so most people ask me that same question, even in the simulator, what feels like everything around you is actually turning. So wow. you're basically stable and steady. Everything is turning around you. It's a great feeling. And have you flown straight up? Several times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah F-16s are pretty pretty fast. Now, you may or may not be able to publicly answer this question. Have you passed out while flying? I was almost passing out. Really? Since I'm out of it, I can tell it clearly, but (laughs) you're you're having a lot of Gs, so it really affects your brain, your blood flow. You have a gene suite that pumps the blood out of your legs all the way to your brain. So you have a feel, you you have a really different feel, and you almost feel like you're going to have fatigue, but that's the line. You can actually just keep up, relax, breathe and you just get over. But I actually have a couple times that happened to me. Okay. I got one more question because I could turn this whole podcast into just your experience with being a fighter pilot. So last question, we'll get onto the fun stuff as well. How long did you fly these planes? About four years straight after I started being in the plane itself. So you have a training start with and then during the Air Force Academy, then two years through it. And then I switched into regular education as you can imagine. So well, depending on the feedback from our listeners about uh, our guest today, Mehmet, and his experience as a fighter pilot, if we get a lot of feedback, we might have to bring you on and do just a dedicated episode on you being a fighter pilot. Love it. You, you know me, I would love it. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, thank you for that, Mehmet. Sure. Uh, a lot of fun. Well, let's dive in. I cannot wait for the audience to hear more about Kleex. So this is a very fast-growing company. The partnerships, the mark you're making on the industry, and more importantly, the change and the outcomes you're delivering for our citizens across the country. It is remarkable and it's definitely applauded. And I just love being able to watch your journey and the growth of this organization. But you have so much experience even before Kleex of working with some of the largest industries, players in the industry from a Microsoft, a Google, a PayPal, a Visa, and others. And then of course, before Kleex with Aetna through that journey, where were the aha moments for you know what Kleex is today? How did you see the opportunity in the marketplace to create what is now this very fast-growing startup? It's a great question, Mike. I think the biggest aha moment was for me to really realize what data is all about. And when you talk about data, everyone talks about data. I'm not going to get into that. Yep. But valuable data, real data is what we're after. And, and patients... And physicians and the industry really rely on that data we're going forward with. And Aetna has been going through some data analysis, understanding the behavior was actually the aha moment I just get in right in there. I'm like, wow, if I can understand what patients feel, transcribe that information in a data that can be consumed very fast with the physicians, 
you can solve a lot of problems. That was the aha moment for me. I think it was my second year. That's how I started to think about Clearxa. So data, yes, but in regards to the actual marketplace of how to apply that, where did you see those kind of uh, trend lines as well? I have seen a lot of trend in digital health. There were come, there were like probably more than 1,000 apps coming almost a month. And I have seen how patients were engaging. You know, the era of Lyft and Uber and Airbnb coming through, people had this big kind of like perception of people cannot use their apps, mobile applications, or phones for healthcare. But if you can see a 70-year-old person just actually calling an Uber, setting up their credit card, you can as well see, oh my God, people actually are using it. They're engaging. And what happens is you are seeing, I'm a patient myself. I see physicians once in a year for wellness visits. And then I have seen that big hole of like, we're actually holding the world in our hands. Mm. So feature is here. It's not evenly distributed. So I can say, if I can take a peek at that big problem at one point and then put something in that phone that communicates and believe it or not, we'll live with it. We go to yoga with it. We sleep with it. Sometimes we try to get rid of it when we're on the dinner table, but that's what we live with. And if we can actually use that information in a really efficient way, that's when I felt like patients use it. People use it. You just need to be more efficient with it and, and deliver what we need to the both. So what years were those, though? I mean, you've been a leader in our community for many years, but when did you start seeing those kind of trend lines like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be big? Yeah, so when my first partners in the company back in 2014, we started to circulate the idea of patient data, cost savings, being efficient. That was when I started to see, oh, wow, there is a big hole for technology. And you know, technology goes fast. Oh, yeah. You cannot keep up with it. I've been in technology for 25 years. I feel like I'm a stranger now because it goes so fast. So it was in 2014 when I met two of my doctor partners and then seeing that hole. And I'm like, okay, let's take a peek. As you dive in more in healthcare, because you're a pioneer myself, you know how many things you can actually take a peek at. I tried to focus on it, but it was around 2014 timeframe, I get it. And during that time in 2014, you know, because there are a lot of uh, founders and entrepreneurs and, and aspiring entrepreneurs that are looking to build uh, game-changing companies for our industry. And, and I get this feedback is, ask the pioneering guests, you know, how did they go about building the company at first? So let's dive into that for just a moment. Sure. When you started seeing those trend lines, who were you talking to? How were you starting to validate these ideas? Where did you go for that? How did that work for you? So I think... Colorado is a great ecosystem for that, Mike. You have lots of resources. So I looked around first, what can I do? And I have seen the community, the community of people like Prime Health was one of them that you also involved in the beginning. And I have tried to see how I can go into these events. And when I started to become the part of community startup, Denver Startup Week, uh, entrepreneurship is a big deal in Colorado. It's actually one of the best in the nation, as we know. One of the top clusters in the United States. Exactly. And, you know, there's no question that Catalyst opened different doors to us. And I'm not getting, I'm not going to get into that. It's actually a known fact. Well, Everyone is on it. So with that, I said, I'm going to talk to a lot of my entrepreneur partners. First, I validate the idea with the the, the group of people in, in Edna and then go around my doctor friends. And when I started to see doctors, my, my doctor partners are saying, I would pay for this mm. solution. When a doctor says, I'm going to pay for this solution, they need something to get assisted actually fixing a problem, many of them. So it was that moment I said, well, if they can pay for it, you know how doctors live, burnout. We can talk about that all day. And if, if they see one solution that can fix a piece of the biggest puzzle, 
they will jump on it. And they start actually sharing ideas. Clinicians in Colorado is an ecosystem that you can get access to these people. I think that makes us actually unique in the nation as well as Colorado. It's a small community. Everyone helps each other. So I started with my own environment in, in my company, then with doctors, and you get into the community. Everyone is trying to be in that entrepreneurship mindset, try to get you to the next level. And they love being part of it because you're doing it together. And I appreciate that, Mehmet. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what exactly Kleex is, what, what you have built, what you are building, where you're going in the future. But let's stay on that for just a little bit longer. Sure. So you're starting to get some validation from the end users and, and the people in the industry. That's exactly what we should be doing as founders of startups to really understand the opportunity. And are, are we solving for a pain point? Through that, though, Mehmet, what exactly were you starting to see? What were some of those specific pain points? What was the feedback that you were hearing? Let's actually identify some specific pain points that you said we can solve for that. So I think the way that I can take a peek at that question, Mike, is I think you used a very keyword, validation. And in healthcare, validation is a really hard place to get at very. because there are a lot of variable stakeholders, regulations for that matter. I think what will be the best way to get to the validation is like, go find people who can actually use your product and start giving you feedback right away. But in, in our world, it's patients, it's clinicians, and it's payers, right? So in, in that norm, you need to basically use the word pilot. And it's not a good word to use because pilot is extra work for someone else. You don't want to create that. Instead, I figured out if I can go into the end users, the patients first, and see what their experience would be, and then present what you can collect in a way that providers and doctors can do, I think that was my first step. So patients, I started to ask around my family, my friends, who are actually on some type of medication or some type of subspecialty disease they're working on. So I interacted with them through the application, the first one we built with. And I got a lot of feedback on, well, this is great. The way the word you use, this is great, is something you efficiently provide someone with a patient specifically that the data is in front of them that a provider or clinician can directly see and say, I know what's going on with you. Let me interrupt really quick. When you're talking about the patient, because it's so important, right? At the end of the day, that's who we all should ultimately be serving. When you got that feedback, when they say, this was great, what does that mean to the patient? What is great? I'm going to give you a very specific example. Please. That's exactly what I'm looking for. So a rheumatoid arthritis patient usually live on how they can manage their pain with their joints. And it's painful. They have to be on some type of medication. So the way that they describe this pain to their doctors will take some time to explain Here's my joint. This is what happened past two to six months, and I've been doing X, Y, and Z, taking medication. Imagine you tell the patient you're going to interact with something that you can touch the screen on your joints, and it will transcribe a score for a doctor that can understand anywhere in the world. Before you say anything, your joint score will tell them where you're at with your condition immediately. Wow. So you cut off that time. You provide something that is validated, that's recognized by providers, by payers. It cuts off a lot of kind of discussion points, and time is our best, best metric that we focus on. And they're the doing it right at that moment of pain. Would that be correct? Exactly. So it's not like when you go into the doctor, hey, tell me about your pain four weeks ago, six weeks ago, two months ago. They can document it right then and there. Exactly. And Mike, there's, there's one thing about pain in any other condition. There is the moment 
and then duration and frequency of your condition that you, uh, we call it symptoms, that you actually report, like pain. But the other part of it is the scale of it. So my point of 1 to 10, 7 is different than your 7. It might be higher than mine. Or 8 for you is actually nothing to my 2. So how can you provide a common layer that everyone accepts? Well, there have been studies around here for years. But the norm of it is researchers spend years. It goes into paper in academia. And the technology already is like 20 years ahead of the game. So how can you also collect that information, make it actually available enable the stakeholders to use that information in the technology today in an efficient way. So in other words, we're just basically trying to take a hit on the big problem in a smaller scale. But you know it, it just becomes bigger and bigger quickly. So you have a great marketing team. Of course, I always like to go to the websites or press releases or collateral that's out in the marketplace to read what exactly or how you are marketing or messaging yourself. And so from the website, it says, Kliexa is reinventing the way medical conditions are managed. We facilitate data-driven collaboration between patients, physicians, and payers while increasing clinical efficiency and compliance with a modular clinical intake and remote monitoring platform. I have been having that problem myself, and you just said my marketing team is great. They are. Uh, We have been working on this. To the layperson. What does that mean to the layperson? Simply, how can we simplify an ecosystem for a patient to get in to a clinic, get out hmm. and communicate, create a better communication layer with their providers. That's what we do. When you build that communication layer, that documentation and system you're using, it makes the doctor compliant and the patient actually is a better communicator with their condition. You know how health system works. You have pretty limited time to tell your problem to a doctor. Doctor has a bigger problem. I have to fix it, manage it, make you better. So all these three things I got to fix by just looking at you. And even that message we gave in the website takes a couple layers to explain it to you. Imagine how hard is a patient to explain their condition. So how can we make it a little bit better for a patient to communicate that data? And that information is stored in a compliant way. The doctor says, this is why. I have done this for the patient. This is what Cleexa does. So let's nerd out a little bit on the technology because we're recording this episode at the beginning of 2020. And right now, we're having a lot of conversation in the public square about data and the liquidity thereof. Uh, There have been a lot of topics of conversation with some of the biggest EHRs out there on patient data and, and who can have access when and where. What does this look like for Cleexa with some of these giant EHRs in the marketplace? Can, can you give us a little bit there? Because I know we have a lot of tech folks that are listening to this, and I know they're, they're very interested to hear more on that. Absolutely. I'll give an example to people. When early 2000s, Salesforce came to the market, they didn't provide an application or an, a mobile app or some sort of a software. Did they have Health Cloud then or no? They didn't have it. Did not. Then. They yeah. said, we need to provide instead of a product, a platform. Yeah. Platform means we can provide a, a basically a ground, a fair ground, a playground for people to get something in there and you can iterate it. So that was kind of like the notion that we wanted to do. So going back to the electronic health records, the biggest pain is the restrictions, regulations, how the system works. But yep. I think the, the keyword that I actually got inspired from you all the time is collaboration and partnership. So if we're going to have a seat at the table, at Mike's table, to fix a big problem, we need to 
create a space for that table so people can sit on it and take a peek on it. So CLIAX is somewhat that way. So we create a platform where just like for EHR companies actually can sit on the table and have you work the hard part and then fix it. I'm going to give you a very specific example and it will just fix all this messaging problem for everyone. So think about EMR systems today. That's the trend it's going. They're creating their ecosystem like Epic, Athena Health, and the similar ones like Cerner and all scripts. What they do is they create an ecosystem just like Apple and Google. Mm. They enable other companies, other inspirational leaders to take a peek of the boots on the ground, work, fix it, be there with the patient and enable it in their ecosystem. So that's kind of like what we're doing with, with those and that's what's going to happen. So today's EMRs in the future are going to be Apple and Google at one point. I think that's where it's going from my standpoint. Well, hurry up, Apple and Google. We're waiting for you right now. Let's get it done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Well, I appreciate that. So let's also talk about you know your platform at large. You have quite a bit of offering with the platform in different areas for healthcare. Maybe you want to highlight a few of those. Absolutely. So we started with rheumatology, yep. obviously. I just talked about it a little bit. Uh, through rheumatology, we said, okay, pain is a good area opioids crisis. So we started with rheumatology, which started pain. It opened doors into integrated pain, which is mental health part of it. Uh, We partnered with one of the prime health winners, which is basically preventive technologies. Uh, We actually acquired, did an M&A back two years ago, implemented adolescent mental health, which is huge. And we said, if there is something with a chronic condition, mental health should be part of it. So we added that, and then we expanded into gastroenterology and there come our partnership with American Culture of Cardiology. So we can talk about that, but that actually opened a huge opportunity for us to learn from the best in the industry in a scientific and clinical way. And going back, you need partners to help you to solve a problem. You cannot solve it by yourself. So that's how we started all the way from rheumatology, pain, primary care, and now we're taking a peek even with the emergency patient engagement platform, which is called Navigator right now, being deployed in East Coast uh, as we speak right now. And so with those, and, and we're going to talk a little bit of future state on CLIAX in just a moment, what are some of the outcomes you're seeing in the marketplace with your work with these different offerings? What are we seeing? Maybe boil it down to some maybe real numbers. Uh, Absolutely. So if you go to any customer clinics that we deployed it from a smaller scale to mid-sized clinics, Mike, the one thing you're going to hear from people is oh my God, the onboarding a patient during scheduled visit with documentation. We're not doing administrative work. It's done already with billion other applications out there. We're collecting the meaningful clinical data as they step in. How can I get the information before I ask Mike the several type of questions before you started, which the doctor is going to ask you the same question anyway. Let's get them collected. Let's offer it. So that thing we can tell from the slowest implementation we have done so far within two years, we cut that onboarding process health for the patients. Wow. And then for the providers, the minimum time that we saved on a single visit is 10 minutes. So we save 10 minutes per doctor for a 20 to 40 minutes visit when they sit and start talking to the patient. Each visit you're saving 10 minutes. Exactly. Minimum. E- extrapolate that. I mean, right. Just extrapolate that out across the industry. My gosh. Mike, it is outrageous. So, and we show that. So if you can tell people you're a doctor seeing 20 patients per day, if I can save you 10 minutes per patient, oh my gosh. I'm saving an hour and a half. Speaking of physician burnout, 
this is the very hard problem. You're telling physicians, we want you to act on it, fix the problem. Oh, in the meantime, we're going to basically burn you off, burn you out. You're going to have a lot of issues with documentation compliance. Oh, by the way, make sure we're going to audit you later. Of course, people are giving up on that model. So how can we make it easier? So intake, the doctor visit time, on top of that, Mike, making them bulletproof compliance. So we collect data before they step in. So we have all the documentation and patient port outcomes to take any medication to the next level or, or treatment to the next level. You have a documentation every time. The data itself, discrete data for clinical, it's a whole different world. Wow, that is very exciting. So you already talked about some of the areas that you are focused on from rheumatology, gastroenterology, adolescent resiliency. Where do you see Cleexa going in the future? Do we see other areas that are right in front of you that you say, man, we can really make an impact there? Yes, I think what we are going to really go in the future, because it affects every bit of it, Mike, is going to be oncology. Mm. So it's a huge problem. People are trying to get like precision medicine, pharma is around it, providers, payers are around it. And it affects and touches everything we're talking about. And that was the notion of when I started with Cleexa. It's not one condition that you can focus on. Investors in the beginning were telling me, you should focus. No, Cleexa Core is a personalized medicine platform for patients to track multi-comorbidities. So typically, when I started with RA, I didn't have any idea that more than 70% of RA patients, rheumatoid arthritis patients, have some type of heart condition. It's mm. a huge deal. But wow. can you enable a, a rheumatoid arthritis patient's data? What kind of med- medication adverse effects with your diabetes doctor, your endocrinologist? We can't do that. Try to fix that for each physician spending 20 minutes. You see once in maybe six months in, so that I don't have time to talk about your other condition right now. So enable that data. Give the flags to both conditions. It's huge. So oncology is one of those spaces that we want to get in because now we're spreading around and coming from the Cleexa core engine. We're enabling for multiple conditions. If you have some type of oncology issue, how can we provide that to your oncologist? How it affects your current condition? Maybe we're going to help. I guess what I'm kind of imagining right now in real time in my head is you're wrapping this technology and this service around a patient. Because like you said, the large majority of patients in our industry, if they have one problem, they're more than likely to have several others. You're spot on. And so this platform can help with that, you know, care coordination between their, all those multitude of providers for that patient have this, the technology, have this wrapper around all of them. You're spot on. Wow. And I think, Mike, here's, here's what I believe about anything. The smart decision or any type of decision you make, you relate two things together faster. That's the whole key of it. So anything about your memory or memorizing things or understanding or presenting, if you can connect the dots faster. So the data is out there, studies out there. We are enabling that information to multiple parties at a time. And if you can do it in their own terms, you're going to make their life easier. And if you make their life easier, there it comes. You take a big, actually, shot at your problem together. So one more quick partnership I do want to discuss because I'm a very, very proud uh, person in regards to being here in the community in, in Denver and that partnership that was announced between Cleexa and the American College of Cardiology because their chief innovation officer at the ACC, Dr. Jonathan Rumsfeld, he actually offices out of Catalyst, as do you. So, of course, as one of the partner owners here at Catalyst, that makes me very proud. What does that partnership mean between Cleexa and the ACC? 
great setup. And like I said, Catalyst build a lot of them as we can talk through this. And it, it, it's an honor moment to say, Mike, thanks for helping us out. That's what it's all about here. Exactly. So the outcome came through uh, meeting Dr. Ramsfeld, and he's the chief innovation officer, as well as just recently promoted as chief scientific and quality officer at American College of That Cardiology. does not surprise me at all. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> An amazing partnership where they come into the partnership with a lot of clinical and intellectual juice that we need, where we're enabling the platform to build a home health monitoring system together. Wow. So it, it is basically, they're the largest nonprofit scientific organization globally, and it will open doors to anywhere. And speaking of data, it can be anywhere in the world. So we actually built the platform by six designers. They actually assigned to the project. It's over a year now. It went live. We're going to start a pilot soon. I don't want to announce it before Dr. Ramsfeld, John actually, will probably announce it later. We're going for a big scientific feasibility study. We're going to announce it. Everything is planned out. Hopefully by summer, we're going to commercialize the product. So actually, you just teed me up for the, one of the last questions I have for you then. And congratulations on that partnership. I mean, both camps are incredible uh, organizations for our industry. Uh, you teed me up for one of my last questions. International. Sure. What does that look like? I mean, of course, you mentioned a little bit of ACC. Is is this on the roadmap? Or are we looking outside the U.S.? Absolutely. We already started actually in South America. We have a couple projects that we, again, triggered by American College of Cardiology. When their name is on the plate, nobody questions their product, obviously. And uh, we're starting with South America. There are a lot of initiatives in Europe, probably Middle East, but we want to take one shot and see how that's validated and expand from there. Well, just so you know, the uh, podcast, it does go remote. So if we need to go and record an episode down in South America while you're lighting up those uh, countries, you let me know. I'd be more than happy to take the podcast on the road. I am already putting in the budget (laughs) right now, Mike. (laughs) Excellent. Well, let me know, and I'll be more than happy to supply the numbers needed there. That's very exciting, uh, Mehmet. Well, let's talk about and let's get the community involved. A lot of great things happening. I mean, there's so much more that we couldn't even fit in today's podcast episode. But let's get the community involved, right? With these fast-growing startups like yours, there are always needs and problems and questions that we want, you know, people like a Dr. Rumsfeld and others in the community to help us with, right? That's the point of fast-growing startups, to get the real smart minds and passionate leaders around it to help continue to move the industry forward. So with that, is there one problem, need, or question that you or Cleexa have that our listening community can help with? That's a great question, Mike. I think we need a lot of support. As we speak right now, Validating a product, getting into the innovation arm of things. I think innovation in healthcare is now getting so meaningful. That's what we have seen with Catalyst, how we came together in American College of Cardiology. I think partnerships will actually help us to get to the solution a little faster. I want to define support, though. What does that actually mean? Two ways. We're raising funds. Okay. We're doing Series A rounds. Okay. We, we, if anyone wants to be involved with that, reach us out. We have an active round happening. We have already committed numbers in there. That's number one. Number two, if any companies, any company out there is trying to solve a similar problem, instead of reinventing wheel, let's find ways to partner. And we actually take a peek in pilots, validation, and feasibility studies together. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. And uh, of course, to our uh, listening community, there is a, a link to our um, feedback form and the episode notes. Don't be shy in filling that out from Mehmet and the team as we will definitely get that information over to him. So thank you for sharing that, Mehmet. 
Now let's also talk about where can people find Mamet and Kleexa online, whether it be websites, uh, social handles, or otherwise. Sure. Thank you so much. So our website is www.cliexa.com. And Kleexa stands for Clinical Excellence Algorithm. So it's going to be easier. Uh, my Twitter tag is at M-R-K-A-Z-G-A-N, my first name, middle initial R, and then, of course, the last name. And we'll leave those as well in the uh, episode notes. Any other points of contact for you? Uh, you can actually reach me via my email. I'm yeah. Kazgan, M-K-A-Z-G-A-N, at Kleexa.com. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you for that as well. All right. We're going to wrap it up here, Mehmed. Of course, like I said, we have, sounds like we have a few other episodes that we're going to record. We're, we're going to come back to this fighter pilot episode. I'm telling you this. <laughs> I am in. Count me in my... I'm I have in. so many more questions around what it's like being a fighter pilot. And then, of course, we'll take the uh, podcast down to South America one day as well. But for now, let's wrap it up. And I have a fill in blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because... I want to give better quality of life to the patients like any other companies out there. Well, great way to finish it up. And I don't think it's I want. It's a you are. You and the team are doing incredible work, Mehmet. I have been fortunate to work alongside you, partner with you, and be a part of the Cleexa journey. Continue to be relentless and continue to move the health of our country forward. We're here behind you. And I look forward to continuing to get amazing updates out of the Cleexa camp. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for giving us the chance. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.